Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Man, you know, at, and you know in the first episode of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. how... Um, Walter is talking to Jesse and he goes, I am awake. And he's like standing in the parking lot. Yeah. You know that part? That's how I feel right now, Richard, because I am awake. It is 10 to midnight here in New Zealand. Richard's in Auckland. I'm in Christchurch and I've been tired all day. But a little fun fact about me is I'm a mad night owl to the point where it's actually quite inconvenient. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will get cr- if I if I go to bed if I get up real early or something, I'll be real tired all day. But as soon as I hit like nine ten o'clock, I'm a live wire. I just saw Deadpool two, but that's not what we're going to talk about. No, it's not. And <laughs> you mentioned I'm in Auckland. I'm actually in a brand new house as well. Oh, cool! How is it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You can obviously see some of it behind me there, AJ. Hmm. I can. Yeah. I've got a framed I picture like of um, a light on the ceiling. <laughs> it's actually a mirror. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's cool. This is the fourth house that I've lived in since we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> I th- I'm probably not too far off that. You'd be, be the you'd same, be same yeah, because yeah, two yeah. of them we lived together. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Um, speaking of things about this podcast that we've been doing for a while, um, this podcast, by the way, is Film Franchise Fortnights on the Cop Option Podcast. My name is AJ, and that's Richard over there. Um, and every second week on the Cop Option Podcast, we pick a random film franchise and discuss it ad nauseum. And to slowly work back into the segue I excellently put up and then immediately abandoned, <clears throat> um, today we're actually talking about quite a... I don't know how to put it, like a, a significant chapter, a tent pole in this podcast history. Yeah, well, we're like rounding off a trilogy mm. of franchises. You're, you're correct, because today we're actually reviewing uh, the Mask franchise, which consists of Jim Carrey's famous 1994 comedy, Put Him on the Map, The Mask, and the 2005 maligned sequel that not a lot of people know exists called Son of the Mask. <coughs> um, Which stars Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Of and if you, the Jamie Kennedy experiment fame. If you had told me that, if you had asked me who stars in Son of the Mask, because I'd seen it when I was like 10. If you'd said, AJ, who's the main character in Son of the Mask? I would have said Jamie O'Connell. Is that his name? The guy from Kangaroo Jack? uh, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. I was convinced it was him. Because his version of the mask looks like Jerry O'Connell more than it does Jamie Kennedy. And I was was like, in my memory, in the, the Mandela effect in my mind, it was the dude from Kangaroo Jack this whole time, and then it started. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the guy from Kangaroo Jack. But I tell you what, every movie just blurs into Kangaroo Jack eventually. <laughs> um, 
So the mask, the first mask film. Um, oh, sorry. The reason why this is a trilogy is this is actually our third Jim Carrey franchise, um, and it is also our third franchise which consists of one classic and at least one incredibly disappointing follow-up. The other two being the other two Jim Carrey franchises, which included Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. It's also um, the the, um, the the third Jim Carrey franchise that started in 1994. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, yeah, exactly. The, these first films and the, and the other two franchises, so Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask, all came out in 1994, and all three are often credited as being like a very like important <laughs> moment mm. in, in modern comedy because they pushed Jim Carrey in, into the limelight. Sorry, my pop filter just fell off my desk. Um, another, I, I've got some more useless statistics because I'm starting to do that now, apparently, for this podcast. Nice, that's what I do. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also, sorry, there must be a lot of shaking on my audio right now as I screw the freaking thing back on. This is also our third franchise, to my count, which involves an underdog turning himself into a supersonic version of himself, which he uses to impress a girl whom he eventually learns he just needs to be his true self around. The other two being the Nutty Professor and Spider-Man, <laughs> kind of. Like, both of those. Spider-Man's a different path. He doesn't it, do it to impress a girl. No, but it helps. He uses yeah. it. He uses it to impress the girl, I wrote. Um, right, right, right. And it is weird. Also, I, I thought how a bunch of Jim Carrey's filmography deal with that specific story arc and some, or like something similar to it. Like me, myself and Irene or Yes Man or Bruce Almighty are all about him, like either tapping into an alter ego or inheriting like some kind of magic or power. Um, and at a stretch, Liar Liar is kind of the same lesson, but in reverse, because mm. he learns he should be different and not himself <laughs> through the <laughs> through the thing that changes him. Um, so yeah, that's there's your up top useless statistics. Um, is that a new a new segment we should start including up top useless statistics? Yeah, man. Oh yeah, new segment. You heard it here first, guys. Now we got a do that every episode <laughs> we, we get like one that's just like completely foreign to everything else we've done and there's no statistics so we got to really dig deep and find like the 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 obscure connections between them mm. anyway the films if you've never seen them or don't know anything about them or even if you do know anything about them as i said started with the mask in 1994 and that is directed by charles russell who's actually the director of a nightmare on elm street three dream warriors which is another film series mm. we've covered uh and is also second the director charles of, russell franchise yeah, as well. yeah. <laughs> or if you want to kind of this is very tenuous uh he directed scorpion king the spin-off to the mummy uh-huh which was a remake of yeah the remake of of the mummy series that we of course covered what uh, what do you think the mask 1994 has on rotten tomatoes what is the general consensus uh i'd guess like mid 70s yep 77 percent on rotten tomatoes um this was followed 11 years later um and not for lack of trying and we'll get to that later this wasn't like they they made the first one and we're like oh sweet and then 11 years later they're like i'll make another one Mm. this movie was just in development hell for 11 years essentially uh and that was called son of the mask 2005 directed by lawrence gutterman guterman who directed cats and dogs and once you know that 
yeah. like the son of the mask makes a lot of sense yeah i um <laughs> i like watched the trailer for son of the mask like a few days ago to you know get myself in the mood for it and um mm-hmm. it says from the director of cats and dogs and it has their yeah. voiceover as well it's like yeah tim avery was just a normal guy um yeah but yeah and i was like oh, of course it was him the yeah. director of cats and dogs <laughs> I loved Cats and Dogs when I saw it as a Another movie. film that got like a sequel 11 years later that nobody asked yeah. for. Then Johnny English. This yeah. is the- <laughs> well, I think, no, people were asking for a sequel to, this, to The Mask, though. Um, mm. What do you think Son of the Mask has on Rotten Tomatoes, though? Six. It's got six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is my goodness. You read the critical uh, and like consensus for this film, and it is like it, it hurts you. It breaks <laughs> your heart, even if you didn't like the film. Like Jamie Kennedy spoke out about it and was like, "Yeah, it actually seriously affected my mental health." Like the the reaction to it, and like he Fair actually enough. made a documentary about heckling that mm. was in part inspired by how badly Son of the Mask <laughs> fared with critics. Um, so before we get any further, and because we've talked about this for a little while, a little bit already, what are what is the overall, what is the series about, and then what are the two individual movies about? Right, well, it's basically about um, Loki, um, Odin's son, um, mm-hmm. who, who you might recognise from Norse mythology as well as um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the god of mischief and he has this mask that allows the wearer to we- uh, wield his powers kind of thing. And, um, yeah, so it's just this mask being worn by various people throughout the, the two movies and yeah. getting and into all kind you- of hijinks. Yeah, it turns you green, it turns your face green, and you essentially become- A cartoon character. Yeah, you essentially become a cartoon character, but I wonder if that's just the two main characters who wear it specifically, because they they do- they do uh, like lean into the fact that it what the mask does to its wearer is it actually brings out your id your like inner self right yeah and so Jim Carrey's character whose name is Stanley Ipkiss um, it's a great name yeah it is a great name um, it, it essentially like brings to the front like of his personality the wildness that we know of Jim Carrey and that Stanley Ipkiss you know probably has brewing underneath because then when a when a villain wears it in the mask he's just straight up evil and he's a lot more um subdued in terms of what he does with his powers like there's no there's not as much um wacky hijinks as there is like gross evilness you know what i mean mm. Mm. so what's the first film about specifically so basically stanley ipkiss is a bank manager who's like he's kind of he's a bit of a pushover and yeah. um Eventually, one day he finds this mask that um, he puts on and um, gets into all kinds of wacky hijinks and uh, gives him all these powers. And along the way, he meets a 21-year-old Cameron Diaz. Um, (laughs) And together, um, they have to take a kangaroo that he hit with his car across from one end of Australia to the other. No, sorry, you've done you've done you've done what I I do often. You've actually blurred this film with Kangaroo Jack. Ah, oh. that's fine. No, you're fine. Um, pick up where from um from meets Cameron Diaz, and you should be fine. Oh, okay. Um, and so then, <laughs> um, yeah, they basically they end up together. You know, they end up together, and there's a whole. It's one of those. It's one of those like classic 1994 Jim Carrey movies that has like. 
you're kind of just there for the wacky stuff, but there is like a kind of convoluted plot underneath it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we don't need to go into. The, I'm not. I don't plan to talk about the actual story of the film too yeah. much. Just like you, I'd imagine people listening to this have probably seen it, but imagine like Bugs Bunny as as the character of the mask. Like, yeah. That's essentially who he turns into, and he he's sort of a mix of Bugs Bunny and the genie from Aladdin because he can pull things out of thin air and and is really like self referential and like breaks the fourth wall and stuff. All right, so that sounds like a great movie, Richard. I'm sure The Son of the Mask in 2005 was equally as good of a story. Hmm, no, it was. Um, so basically, <laughs> in this one, we meet um, we actually meet Loki. Um, he mm-hmm. shows up to Earth uh, wanting to get his thing back. He's played by Alan Cumming, uh, who's a fantastic actor. Um, but, yeah, so a guy called Tim Avery uh, is bequeathed the mask by some kind of uh, – by his like his dog, who's called Otis. Um, and, yeah. like, when the movie started, I was like – I don't, for some reason, I just like knew the dog's name was going to be Otis because Stanley's dog in the first one is called Milo, and yeah. then like, yeah, you I was know what like, it's oh, a reference what's... to, right? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, Milo and Otis. <laughs> I've, I was like, for some reason, I was just like, oh, it'll be the dog's name is going to be Otis, and then it was, and I was like, Weird. well, Otis, Otis is traditionally more a dog's name than Milo. But do you think there's anyone else in the world who picked up on the fact that the two dogs across films are called Milo and Otis? Like, like, yeah, I feel like I no one has think, watched yeah. the film. Yeah, I know it's intentional, but I'm more saying, like, who else has done a deep dive on both these films and has, has realized this idiosyncrasy? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so basically, um, Loki shows up, he wants the mask. Okay, well, the, the, actual, the main plot of this film is that um, Tim wears the mask and accidentally impregnates his girlfriend. And then has a baby that is has all the powers of Loki, but without having to wear the mask. And then the dog wears the mask, and yeah, and then him and Loki travel to Australia once again, and it is up to them to save the animals of the outback from danger by poachers, along the along with the help of their old friend Jackie Legs, who's the kangaroo from the original film. No, so you're thinking of Kangaroo Jack's animated sequel. Oh, yes. G'day, USA. Yeah, g'day. That's that's correct. Um, sorry, I do, I do that all the time as well. Um, <laughs> dude, I was like, I was like, this isn't exactly Kangaroo Jack. Uh, I don't remember the name of the <laughs> sequel, but I know it was animated. Um, no, that, that's good. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's sort of what you're looking at. These movies are very slapstick, um, very, I don't know, they feel very, the first one anyway feels like vaudevillian. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it was huge in the 90s, you know? It feels mm. like comedy was really defined by Jim Carrey and the those three other films in 1994. Yeah. Like, you know, it's weird. It's a weird... Th- it's 1994 must have been, like, a like huge year for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, just because it had those three, like... I know, but but how influential are those three? Like, growing up, as two 90s kids that like only other 90s kids will remember this that like we (laughs) like i feel like jim carrey was one of the first celebrities i was aware of right yeah you know what i mean mean? but actually it's funny all three of these movies i watched for the first time because of this podcast (laughs) yeah true i want no i'd seen all of them i think Um, yeah i was never really allowed to watch them growing up yeah he's not popular with mums 
Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey is not popular with mums. Probably is now with his whatever weird, <laughs> like, buzz that he's on. Um, <laughs> all right, so The Mask is actually based off a comic book series oh, yes, of and the same name. Our second franchise with a green protagonist based on a comic book that's darker than the movie adaptation. Is the other one Shrek? No. No, I'm Tears well, Ninja Turtles. Oh, of course. Well, we can throw Shrek in there. There's, it's a storybook, not a comic book, but mm. I'd say it's darker than the, like, mildly darker. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, probably not, to be honest. Like, the mask in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics are both actually quite adult. They're quite violent. Yeah, yeah, quite yeah. violent. Um, so much so that that's actually why Charles Russell was actually hired for the first film, because oh, yeah. of his experience with, like, doing Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. Um, and apparently it was him who was so uncomfortable with just how dark the comics were that he was like, nah, let's just make it more comedic. Um, yeah. So so in the comics, I haven't read any, but apparently, according to our good friend Wikipedia, um, the the mask. We need to get makes, Wikipedia on sometime. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mask makes the wearer cruel and ultra violent, is what it says. But in the yeah. films, the mask is toned down to make it only as dangerous as its wearer. So I think the mask actually, when Stanley wears it in the comics, he actually kills people. Yeah, well, I, th- I think really the do. whole the the point of it is that it like has this cartoonish absurdity but with real world violent consequences yeah, yeah. so i'll be like oh, i'm gonna drop a piano on you but like actually murder someone yeah 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 and did you know this richard you smart and smarty pants mm-hmm. um the when you turn into the the when you the character you turn into when you wear the mask is actually named big head in early comics and the mask title actually refers to the object and not the character mm. what do you think about that that's interesting. Yeah. But is that no that's no longer canon, is it? You said in early comics. Yeah, not really. <laughs> but you know, that's still kinda of interesting. Um Yeah, so what did you what do you think of these films? Um I like I didn't I wasn't like insanely crazy about the like the first one, but it's it's funny, it's one of those movies that like I had seen like every set piece, every joke in some ad or like clip because i used to see the ad like this used to be on tv all the time i feel and i would see all the trailers and ads but i would never watch the film and i was like yeah whatever it's kind of just exactly what i expected it to be there was nothing really too surprising about it but then watching son of the mask i it felt like it had ruined my childhood because <laughs> that's how bad of a movie it is. It ruins your childhood based on a movie you didn't even like that much in the first yeah, place. Yeah, and had only seen a day earlier. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Son of the Mask. Son of the like, we say this a lot on, the, on this podcast, but that was genuinely one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's quite... I think that still stands with Legally Blondes for me. Oh, yeah, I think no, I would yeah. happily watch... Son of the Mask again okay, yeah. over Legally Blonde. I, I do, I do want to like say though. I mean, I don't, I do, I know I just said it was one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen, but I do kind of have like a soft spot or like a an intrigue and in, and in towards movies of like Son of the Mask that are like they have this shitty like mid two thousand CGI. Everything's oh like gosh. shot really close up, but on a real wide lens, and the whole thing is like. 
got this really saturated color scheme yeah yeah it looks like a tim burton movie yeah yeah but i think it's it's, it's trying to tap into what the comics are like because the first film is also the first film feels almost like tim burton's batman in in Mm. terms of like the the art direction for for edge city which is where they live or in the second one you're in fringe city which i wonder if it's in the comics or not i don't know Mm. um but yeah it does the second one son of the mask does feel like it leans more into the um pastel colors of comic books more than the the dark dreariness of the first one yeah but it's got yeah um, that weird thing like you know what i mean about the wide lens thing yeah like and i mean the, just the, showing off the fact that we both went to film school um yeah. yeah it is like a weird aesthetic that's common in these kind of movies i, th- I love that you mentioned the the shitty cgi because obviously since you can't actually get a baby to go and like oh jump around God. a room um they have to they have to cgi the baby at, at, at a lot of times Fuck and yeah. it honest to god it looks like the baby from breaking dawn <laughs> <laughs> it looks exactly like the the creepy cgi baby from breaking dawn which is more an indictment on breaking dawn than son of the mask no so yes the breaking baby dawn came Bre- out like 10 years later the baby in son of the mask is honestly terrifying because like, it's a weird looking baby anyway. Yeah, like no, even okay. when it's not being the, animated. The last shot of the film is this it's like a slow zoom into the baby and then it does this like kind of half smile and wink at the camera. And it's yeah. honestly one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen on film. It's like yeah. they didn't like get it like they didn't know what kind of shot they were because it's like they want like an evil looking baby that like does a little wink or they want like a happy baby that winks they just used whatever shot whatever the baby was doing at the time so you get this like weird kind of expressionless face like disinterested but and then it winks at you but the mouth and the other eye are still doing this disinterested Mm. expression and it's honestly terrifying and we're we're we are deep into the uncanny valley with son of the mask yeah like it is, it like, is bananas fortunately my um i watched it at like fucking 144p um <laughs> so like it toned it down a little bit for me um that's uh yeah shit man it's <laughs> it's so bad yeah, I, like, I was watching it and I was like, I remembered really liking this when I was a little kid. Like, I remember being really intrigued by the idea of there being a sequel to The Mask and, you know, like being like, oh, cool. That's that's cool. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I remember watching The Mask when I was younger and, and then getting into this one. But it's just, oh, yeah, there's like so um, bad. The, one of the like probably one of the worst scenes i've ever seen on film <laughs> when he goes to the so you know like when you when you choose the character like big head aka the mask you mm-hmm. need to obviously have this um especially in the mid 2000s you have to have a musical number to show off how cool he is and yeah so there's a shitty band playing at this club doing uh what's um can't take my eyes off of you by frankie valley yeah. in the four seasons and he like he's just he's just butchering the song. So the mask jumps up on stage with his like. So the mask is like bald in the first film, and then this one he's got this weird hair that like Jamie Kennedy doesn't have anything resembling. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it's like it looks like plastic. It is plastic. Yeah, it is. It is it, yeah. But it, and not not only is it actually plastic, but it looks like plastic. That's more what I meant. Like yeah. they haven't tried to make it look like real hair. Yeah. It looks like a solid lego head (laughs) yeah but then he does this like mashup of like four different genres 
doing and continues to sing can't take miles off you so they do like a rap and then they do like an elvis and they're like a country western and it's just like like that's such a good song and it's <laughs> Oh my god! It's the, the worst shit I've ever no, seen. Not, not only is it already a good song, but the implication from um, the mask doing all these renditions of it is that these are better versions of that song because mm. everyone's all wowed by it. But it's not better versions. It's just really bizarre. Do you do you like how in these movies do you like or dislike that no one really reacts to the physics-defying actions? of the mask in in any real world way. Like they are surprised to see him, but when he like spins around like Tasmanian devil or like pulls a Tommy gun out of like when he's making balloon animals, like no one goes, holy shit, I've just witnessed the supernatural. You know, like in real life, you know, like in real life, if you saw your, your son bouncing around the room, you would probably react. Like, and Jamie Kennedy reacts to it, but it's still not as intense. He doesn't Mag- Mag- like commit himself. Magus Sabinski reacts to it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, she plays the neighbor from Kath and Kim. But um, yeah, I kind of <laughs> dig it. Um, yeah. I was going to cool. say, the, like the special it. effects in the first one are actually pretty decent. Like, Yeah, because they're not trying to be anything. Yeah, well, it, is, it is intentionally cartoony. Yeah, and well, I'm pretty sure that's the, um, the like... Um, special effects team from Jurassic Park moved on to the mask after finishing Jurassic Park. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it was like they were you know, nominated the, the, for an Academy the, Award, but they lost to Forrest Gump, which is a weird. <laughs> you, you don't think of Forrest Gump for its visual effects. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but you then you think about it, and it's like the, all of the scenes he's inserted into, and having Nixon talk to him and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and they get the fact that you don't think of it as being special effects heavy just shows you how good a job they did. There you did. go. So you hit it here first, folks. Forrest Gump is better than The Mask. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, who do you think would win in a fight between The Mask, the genie from Aladdin, and Pennywise the clown? Genie. Genie, you reckon Genie? Yeah. Okay. Who do you reckon? Yeah, probably Jenny. Oh, no, because Jenny's kind of nice, though. I think Pennywise is the most evil, but he would probably be the weakest of the three. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, if you've got Jenny with, like, unlimited power, or is he bound by the wishes? Yeah, true. I don't know. (laughs) What do you think? You could probably make an alignment chart of, like, what like you could do like the genie from Aladdin would be like lawful good and Pennywise would be like chaotic evil. No, the mask would be chaotic evil. No, it'd be chaotic neutral. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like because yeah. because this character trope of like the character who's outside of time and the bounds of the of its own film is you know we could probably find more of them. Bugs Bunny would be in there, you know? Yeah, like the Woody talking to the camera, but also like has weird magic powers malcolm um, from malcolm the middle yeah <laughs> it'd be neutral true neutral who would win in a fight between the mask and malcolm <laughs> um okay here's another um inane question for you mm-hmm. um who is a better loki alan cumming or tom hiddleston <laughs> okay i do want to talk about this because <laughs> i i actually kind of i, I quite liked alan cumming in the in the film and like alan cumming's uh, he's one of those actors that like 
and I'm, I, I want to say this and I want to be corrected on this. So I feel like Alan Cummings is one of those people that like he's so he has this amazing, dramatic, like beautiful, maybe like sinister performance inside of him. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I'm not, I don't claim to have watched a lot of this filmography, but I've enjoyed everything I've seen him in. But like, is that out there? Like someone, please, if you're listening to this, recommend like a really good Alan Cumming performance because I would love to see it. Spy Kids, he plays Floop. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm just looking at this now. Oh, I would say. Oh, he's um Nightcrawler in X Men mm. Two. Yeah. No, but even even dramatic. that's like nah. He's got a silly accent and he's covered in makeup. Like I don't know. Mm. I, just, I just like he's one of those people that like he's got like a great face for like character roles and stuff as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at some his filmography now and there's definitely scope for someone being being good in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. any of these movies could have like a great Alan Cumming performance, but I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, well, I mean I think he's one of those people that like I- I've never heard anyone refer to him as get putting out a bad performance, you know. But then I mean a lot of people don't talk mm-hmm. about it. But he does a lot of things like um burlesque and he does a lot of like cabaret kind of performances. He's in Golden Eyes, one of the bad guys in Golden Eyes. Sorry, who would you say is better? Like um, Alan Cumming or Tom Hiddleston? Um, oh, I feel like I should give it to Tom Hiddleston just because he's tried harder and is in better movies as Loki. Yeah. It would be pretty interesting to see them like flip roles though. Yeah, yeah. They're very different interpretations of the god of mischief. Like Tom Hiddleston is quite a dark portrayal of mischief as opposed to Alan Cumming, mm-hmm. who's like a cartoon character. Yeah. So here's a fun thing about my life, Richard. I actually saw Son of the Mask before Thor, right? Mm. So when Thor came out, I already knew who Loki was from that weirdly persistent memory that stuck in my mind of <laughs> Son of the Mask. So my knowledge of Loki originated with Son of the Mask. So when Loki then appeared in the Avengers and stuff, I was like, anybody see Son of the Mask? <laughs> <laughs> anybody see that movie? Um, when I was doing research for Legally Blonde, um, there was like a worst sequels of all time list that I was looking at. And one of them was Son of the Mask. And it said, um, and this was referring to, and the, it was Legally Blonde's, uh, Legally Blonde, Red, White and Blonde that was on this list, not Legally Blonde's, but it said Son of the Mask. It's one of the worst sequels of all time. And it mentioned one of the bad things about it being that it like um, steals from Marvel's um, like comic book mythology. And it's like, this is straight up uh, centuries old Norse mythology. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't uh, say, like, where, where was, what website was this article on? Like, like, name it and must chain. have been like Empire, I think. I want to say. Em- like, Empire? Yeah, it was something that I was like, would not have expected it from. Or like Entertainment. Wow. One wow. Is. Yeah, but I was like, what the fuck? Uh, also in Son of the Mask, shout out to Cal Penn. 
who clearly doesn't want to do a stereotypical Indian accent, but was asked by the director because <laughs> it, it full like he's supposed to be doing, he's supposed to be like the Indian best friend, but he doesn't commit to it. And it, I, after seeing things like Master of None, where I know that now apparently a lot of like ethnic actors hate it when they have to do their accent um, when they're American or whatever, I do wonder if Cal Penn was like, why am I doing this shitty <laughs> thing? It's so annoying. Yeah. Um, so some fun development uh, facts, some developmental issues about Son of the Mask. Um, a sequel to The Mask was actually floating around for years, as I mentioned before, before Son of the Mask was landed on, and Jim Carrey was originally attached. The Mask 2, and that's 2 as an II, um, II was Captain. actually... Yeah, II Captain. That was what it was called, The Mask 2, II Captain. <laughs> Um, the Mask 2 was actually such a sure bet that after the first film, the magazine Nintendo Power actually ran a competition where you could win a cameo in the film, like a walk-on role. Um, and when it became apparent that the sequel wasn't happening, the winner of the competition had to be paid out. Like, imagine, like, what? how much money do you think they gave them? Um, well, because- so it was um, because the film, as of, like, now... I think is still technically in development kind of thing. Um, they said like years later, they were like, um, you can take, um, I think it was 5k and some merchandise or you can wait for the role. And he was like 12 years old. So he's like, I'll take the money. And so he got <laughs> like a, um, he got a, the mask to crew jacket. Cause they'd like printed the jackets. Um, and he says he's since lost it, but um, yeah, <laughs> what a priceless artifact to <laughs> I know. have lost. And um, but yeah, and he got sent like a bunch of um Nintendo games and shit like that because he was like, I'm fucking fourteen years old. I don't even want to be on a movie set. I just want money and shit like that. But um, wow. yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. And uh, then I believe that so this competition was ran in what like '95, and yeah. in 2012 when Nintendo Power went under. Um, they issued. They finally issued an apology to him in their final issue. <laughs> this one, I remember reading about this a while ago. Um, that's great. Thank you for doing more research than I have. Um, so the original idea for the sequel was um, like, I don't know anything about the actual idea. I assume it had something to do with revisiting the kangaroo from the first film. Um, but and it was going to be animated. Course, yeah, yeah. It, of course, never came to fruition because Carrie turned down $10 million to star in this film because of his experiences on Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, which, as we discussed in our Ace Ventura episode way back in 2016, that he didn't like reprising a character um, he'd previously played um, because it offered him no challenges as an actor. Um and I have two thoughts on that. One is that's interesting because Ace Ventura, when nature calls, is a competent, if not superior, film to Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, depending on who you ask. Um, and also, I wonder what he'd say now after Dumb and Dumber 2, which was clearly an inferior movie to Dumb and Dumber. Like, I wonder if yeah. now he'd be more willing to return to The Mask. Well, I feel like maybe now he's like, oh, I've done it twice. I'm not doing The Mask. Hmm. Yeah, he's learned his lesson. Um, yeah, because I feel like um, Jim Carrey wouldn't be that good in The Mask 2 now. Yeah. Although maybe it would be kind of interesting because 
Because the problem, I think, with Dumb and Dumber was that that character he was playing was very antiquated by the time he returned to it. And so it was just kind of like a like a drag to see him being like such a 90s archetype for a character. Yeah. Whereas Stanley Ipkiss is actually quite a subdued and calm and reasonable person that maybe Jim Carrey would be able to tackle that better now as Stanley Ipkiss. It would be the mask version that would be the harder part. But I am kind of intrigued to see what would happen should Stanley Ipkiss find the mask again, what, 20-something years later. Mm. Um, However, that does kind of vaguely um, move us into Continue the Franchise, which is a segment of the show a, a tried and true segment we're not coming this isn't new segment time where we come up with well, a we've new had segment. new segment time yeah um so this is a, a segment where we desperately scrape our minds for ideas for ways to continue the franchise we are discussing for this episode um and fun fact is unbeknownst to me that we would get this franchise um so soon i actually tweeted a massive diatribe about my idea for the mask two or the mask to continue the franchise about three months ago. And now I've copied that tweet verbatim. Wait, um, do you want to talk about, yeah, I, I, t- I was, was going to say, the, there's also talking you, about continuations of the franchise. Cause he, the, you mentioned the failed mask two, but there was an animated TV series yeah, as well. I've got that written down. Okay, I was so. going to loop, loop back around to that. Um, Yep, so the, there was, of course, as you said, Richard, an animated series spun off, much like the Ace Ventura series um, and also what felt like every second major blockbuster in the 90s getting its own animated series. Um, the series starred Stanley Ipkiss slash The Mask in a series of wacky adventures in Edge City where he had fight bad guys, much like in the comics. Um, it ran for 54 episodes across three seasons um, and was reportedly pretty good. And it yeah, crossed yeah. over with the Ace Ventura animated TV series in yeah, the episode The Ace Man Cometh. Mm. Um, and on the possibility of a third film, creator of the original comic Mike Richardson has said, we've been talking about reviving the mask both in film and in comics. We've had, had a couple of false starts. Yes, is the comic so not going just, anymore? No, nah, it stopped in like the 2000s. Nah. Early, early 2000s. The last... They did because it was in series. They did a few different series. They did about ten or yeah. so series, and the last series they did was called uh, Joker and Mask, I think, and it, it was actually a crossover with the Joker, mm. which is would be pretty interesting. Because um, Dark Horse so, comics, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I assume Dark Horse probably bought by DC or the character was yeah, bought yeah. by DC or something at some point. That always happens. Um, so I'll go first with my continue the franchise. Yep. Cool. So I'm just going to read out the tweet that I sent, but it's also going to sound like stream of consciousness yeah. at the same time. Well, I thought, sorry, I thought for my continue the franchise um, that we could kind of just have a bit of fun with your one together. Yeah, I, that, that would be cool. I yeah. agree. Um, so here's what I wrote. It's a shame we never got a proper sequel to The Mask. It would have been so cool to see a sequel every three to five years where The Mask makes its way to a different person played by whatever comedic actor was big at the time who could give their own interpretation of The Mask's character. We'd be talking about who'd get cast in The Mask in the next Mask sequel in the same way we'd talk about James Bond actors or Doctor Who. Plus, the powers of The Mask itself weren't necessarily wacky. That was just Jim's Ca- Jim Carrey's version. The Mask simply exemplified its wearer's 
traits. They could all be basically their own separate stories as well, no need to connect them beyond the mask itself winding up in their position. Different writers and directors too, that way if one was bad it won't doom the next one and we can keep on making new mask movies forever. Uh, sure, the original r- original movies are great, but there's something really intriguing about taking a specific actor with a specific style and having the mask push that style to its most extreme and exaggerated level. Throughout the years, we could have seen an Adam Sandler mask or a Dave Chappelle mask, Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen, Key and or Peel. We can do lady masks too with Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, Kristen Bell, Tina Fey, Amy Schumer. All these folks would have had unique interpretations. It's not too late, Hollywood. We can just ignore Son of the Mask and the the same way we ignore Dumb and Dumberer and just do The Mask 2 or The Mask Returns or The Mask Lives and file that original sequel away as a first attempt. Now, that was what I wrote. Another thought I want to throw in here is that The Mask, the original Mask feels so set up to be a franchise. Like, the music in it is like a, a score composed for the film that feels like it should be more iconic than it is. You know, I have similar feelings about the live-action Casper films. That both those films, they their, their music elevates, especially Casper, because Casper's a shit movie if you watch it these days. But the music in it is gorgeous. Anyway, back to the mask. Um, like I can picture hearing that music today in the same way we hear Star Wars or Back to the Future or Godzilla, Godzilla or like Pirates of the Caribbean, and think, oh, that's the mask theme tune, and that's the, the music we associate with the mask. Um, what do you think of this idea? Because I think this is one of the best ideas I've had. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I thought we could like go through and like pitch what films would have come out of this and like who would have starred and how they would have done. Because mm. it's, it's funny, because of this idea, I kind of feel like Son of the Mask would have still happened in this alternate reality because you'd get films yeah. where they bet on someone like Jamie Kennedy being the next... Um, you know, uh, Jim Carrey mm. kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I was trying to think of like, you know, you'd get like the first black mask, the first yeah. like lady mask and like, yeah, you can just imagine like, so they'll do the first lady mask and it'll be like someone that's career didn't really take off. Like there'll be like Natasha Leggero or I mean, she's like, she's like, she's, she's like reasonably successful as a comedian, but like didn't have like a, hasn't had like a successful film career and people will be like, Oh, that one's the worst one. And same people yeah. will be like, Oh, it's because she's a woman and, or because like, but it, it'll just be like, it just didn't take off in the same way. Yeah. And, um, it's it's like this alternate history that I don't even necessarily think the films would be all good. It just makes sense. Hmm. Like yeah, I mean, oh, object- there'd definitely be terrible ones, and there'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. there'll be a lot of people that say the first one's the only good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, like there'll be because I'm trying to think of like who would be the actors that would take on the role of the mask. It, it is people like Jamie Kennedy, I think. Of yeah. like, I don't think I think ninety there would there'd be maybe one or two people that would do the mask that actually like made but a career. Jamie Kennedy's Jamie Kennedy's mask isn't like an exaggerated version of Jamie Kennedy's comedy, is it? I don't know Jamie Kennedy's comedy. I mean, he does, either. like, character stuff and yeah. show that. But, um, but like, uh, um, the, what, what, the one that I can, like, that seems perfect for The Mask, I would say, is Jack Black. Yeah, man, totally. He's the only... Yeah. He, he's, like, if, if you were, like, you can have one Mask sequel with a different comedic actor, Jack Black seems like the obvious one to me. 
because he's got a different, like, equally wacky, exuberant kind of style to Jim Carrey, but not in the exact same way. Yeah, I agree. I think I was thinking of different comedic styles that would be really interesting because the idea, the, the main... The main like nugget of the idea here is that you take a comedian with a like iconic style and turn the dial up to 110, right? Because you can't even get angry at it for being like overdone then, right? Because Jim Carrey is the mask at his most extreme, Mm. you know? And so I was thinking someone like Jason Bateman, who's like his Jason Bateman's career as being the best straight man in a comedy, you know? Yeah, Jason Bateman's such a treasure. Yeah, what would an extreme straight man <laughs> look like? Right, right. What would Jason Bateman's mask look like? Like, you know? And I don't have an answer for that. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> like, like, would he be super by the books or would he still be like, would he be, he'd be more like Bugs Bunny almost more so, you know? Like, way more confident and like assured, maybe? Mm. Or um, Norm MacDonald would be an interesting one because he's quite, um, you know, his, his sense of humor is very like, um, understated and like right yeah I, I guess i would yeah I, I don't know that that would necessarily work I'm, i don't think it would I'm, work either, i'm yeah. thinking i'm thinking more you get like jack black would be a perfect one like andy sandberg would be a good one mm-hmm. um i've got i've got written down here on the list i read out before i've got adam sandler he was like when adam sandler was big yeah like that, like that yelling and screaming sure at each other yeah. yeah yeah um dave Chappelle, i would have loved to have seen yeah, but again, he's he's a lot more like you don't see him get worked up. Yeah, you do. I reckon you do. Huh? Getting, like he's with the Chappelle Show and stuff. Like all those characters. Here's some pretty extreme characters. Yeah. Um, I've got Will Ferrell be another one. Like I'm, I'm looking. I get that you're looking more at like whose career were they trying to kick off with this film. I'm looking at it more like who can we capitalize on. Oh no, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily just saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like you know, I was plotting out my fictional alternate yeah, yeah. Um, reality. It would be that there would be ones that didn't take off. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's, um, the whole like turning someone's dial up. Is like if you're if you're turning up a dial of like Jason Bateman, you know mm-hmm. you're, you're not really getting yeah. yeah when it's like, whereas I, I'm thinking characters like actors that are known for high energy, Eric but Andre. In, in different ways. Yeah, like Eric Andre or like um, yeah, like like Robin Williams could have done it. Yeah, um, yeah. who there's uh, another one I had, but yeah, like yeah, Andy Samberg, uh, Jack Black's like the perfect one, like mm. Kevin Hart. Mm. yeah the rock yeah it's not even a comedian <laughs> we always come back to the rock when yeah. talking about the show i don't know why i why why is it always the rock that comes what is it about him that that makes me want to cast him in things it's, it's his big arms mm. um no i'm glad we're on board with this idea because i think it's it's and we're kind of breaking the rules of continue the franchise here because we usually say we have to come out with one now well i mean um, still could like i mean i could like yeah. we can still say oh you know a kev a mask starring kevin hart um yeah, yeah. and then we just start start again now to be yeah, like there's yeah. a new mask every five years yeah and like i just love the episodic nature of it as well like just the idea of being able to be like somebody like stop be, me <laughs> there would be like the top post on reddit would be like you know Donald Glover should Eric, play the mask. Yeah, yeah, or, or Eric Andre officially cast in the mask 
lives or whatever like the title yeah there will be. be some fucking generic like the mask returns the mask lives the yeah, mask that, but i want that though like revelations that, that I like i get that it's it's not conducive for like knowing which film is which but i my favorite sequel titles are ones that don't ne- aren't necessarily clear what they're a sequel to like and that's i think why i'm attracted to like the james bond titles is because it's hard to remember what order the james bond movies are in you know and like even something like indiana jones where there's no numerical you know like no nothing after that it's not indiana jones 2 the temple of doom like i really like that about it and so i would want the mask sequels to be like that like son of the mask is a great example to be honest yeah <laughs> like i i welcome that as a title um the mask you know the mask in space dog of the mask <laughs> dog of the, the mask um the masks <laughs> there's multiple masks now I married the mask. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, like like real, real like um pulp fictiony type. Yeah, bride of titles. bride of the mask. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I like it. I feel like we've we've exhausted what we could talk about here, but yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. good. We built off each other's others um ideas. What mm. about one where um they the mask they they get the um. They get Kangaroo Jack to get <laughs> Kangaroo Jack wears a mask. That would be that's the crossover we're all waiting for. Yeah, is, but is it'll King, be Kangaroo um, Jack meets the mask, and the the whole trailer will be like this green rapping kangaroo, and then you'll find it. You'll go to the watch the movie, and you'll find out that he actually never wears the mask in the film. And it's a dream sequence. Yeah, that fucking ruined my life <laughs> as an eight year old going to see Kangaroo Jack at the theater specifically because there was a talking kangaroo in the trailer, only to find out that that whole scene was just a dream sequence. Like, why would you do- just don't put it in the trailer? <laughs> like, it's obvious. Like, you're you're intentionally underselling your movie by doing it that way. You know? Yeah. He was like hip hop. Hip hop hat. Yeah. Hip to the hippie to the. Don't stop. Yeah. That was the song that Kangaroo Jack sung in the trailers, but he didn't do it in real life. And that. I've never got over that. Yeah. That's probably the worst movie of all time. Yeah. Christopher Walken's in that movie. Yeah. I remember there's a bit where they're talking about money, but it sounds like they're talking about poop. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there's a bit where he hallucinates. He keeps hallucinating. And then he sees it, this, the girl character walk up and he goes up and grabs her boobs because he thinks she's a hallucination. And he looks around to Anthony Anderson and he goes, they feel so real. And because of that scene, I was too scared to tell my parents to watch it. Because I remember I went to the movies alone to see it. <laughs> And um, when I when I think it came out on DVD, I think they were talking about getting it out on DVD. And, I was and you're like, like no, nah, no, no, you can never know about the boob scene in it. Yeah, they wash your eyes out with soap. Yeah. Did your parents no, ever they, do that? No, not my eyes. <laughs> no, my eyes. <laughs> my eyes. Um, oh, I just burped. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Well, do you have anything else that, that you wanted to say? About the mask? No, I don't think so. Oh, good. (laughs) Good, because I was going to cut it out anyway. Um, Okay, well, that's it then. Goodbye. Should we do our... It's not it. 
I've got the franchise list up here. All right, let's get a random. So number. before we do this, um, this is a segment called Franchise Roulette, where we select randomly select our next franchise to cover um, over the next fortnight. Um, but if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you're listening, and also on SoundCloud. And you can like us on Facebook, Cult Popsha. Just look up Cult Popsha everywhere. What was that number? Ninety-seven. 97 franchise 97 97 franchise 97 it's i I thought she said yanny (laughs) she didn't she said 97 ah all right i'm looking at it right now did you get that reference aj no i saw a yammy reference on my news feed and i didn't understand it and i to the point where i didn't know what scale you were talking about that i didn't know if you genuinely thought it said yammy and it was a coincidence or there's something big happening in the world about yammy okay what's happening about it's yanny but um there's a um this will be old by the time this comes out in two days but um there's you remember the dress yeah um so there is this the new like version of the that is um a piece of audio that someone tweeted and uh, there's a big argument about what it says i'll play it for you now and we can get the whole podcast on this even though it's like one of those things i fucking hate talking about So what's the other thing people think it's saying? What, what, are, what are you here? Well, I hear Yanny because that's what I've been told it says. It says, it says Laurel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't. How did I hear Yanny before? Um. Yeah, apparently it's to do with, like, the pitch and stuff like that. Yeah, no, t- play it again. Oh, fuck, I just lost it. Um. That's crap. I've actually got chills. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, I can hear both. I um, when I first heard it, I was like, I hit play and then I grabbed my headphones and as I put them on, I heard Yanny. But then when they were on, I heard Laurel and I've heard Laurel ever since. I did. Like, I hear it's it's either Yanny or Laurel. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so it's like a real high pitched one, and then yeah, um, that's scary. Yeah. Anyway, I like this meme. Anyway, I hear uh, I hear um white and gold. <laughs> uh, franchise ninety seven is the I think it's still four films. Um, the Scream franchise. Yeah, it's four. Sweet, that's it, guys. That's the next one. We're doing Scream next. Oh, that's interesting. That's why the- <laughs> our second ah! Jamie Kennedy franchise in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a coincidence. How fascinating. (laughs) Like these statistics that only only pertain to the podcast and not to like the rest of the world. Yeah, I find that so interesting. I love that. On the on the on the IMDB trivia for Scream, it's not gonna say this is the this was the second (laughs) franchise covered by film franchise Fortnite. Um that's interesting. Scream's one of those movies that I kind of always wanted to see, but because I'm not like a horror person, Mm. I like I'm intrigued by the idea of them, but I am also. Wes Craven did scream, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Nightmare on Elm Street. Another uh, our second Wes Craven. <laughs> and also our second franchise based on Scream. Yeah. <laughs> that is or is based on Scream. 
Yeah, that's kind of cute that we're now we're doing Scream after doing Scary Movie like a year and a half ago. Should we get David to guest star? I feel like he's very busy at the moment. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. I mean, he was too busy to watch all the films last time. I can't imagine what yeah. he's like now. Yeah. Now that he's thin. <laughs> that's fine. He's not going to listen to this. The, the traitor. He got thin <laughs> while we just got fatter. Hey, I've lost weight. Have you? Yeah, I have. I've lost 10 kgs. Oh, nice. I live with my parents now and they just... They seem to be concerned for my physical health. But then they took me to Wendy's tonight. So I didn't even ask. They were like, we're going to Wendy's. That's dinner. I like, yeah, like the fact that you're like, I live with my parents and you still got Wendy's for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, it's like nothing's <laughs> changed. It's bullshit. All that happened is now I have more food. Yeah. And they pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Do they pay for your Wendy's? Specifically because they pay for my dinners. Which I know isn't better, but it's more, not <laughs> like I expected them to pay for it. It's, this is dinner tonight, we're buying dinner, so we'll buy your Wendy's. Right. Does that make it better? I don't know, who cares? I don't right, know, goodbye, everyone write in and tell us if that makes it better or not. Mm. Thank you for listening. Right. Um, tune in next fortnight for the Scream franchise. And bye. Bye.